All right, welcome in everybody to the Can We Kick It podcast. I'm your host, Mike, along with Chuck here. Hey, hey. What's going on, Chuck? Nada. What's up with you? Not much, man. Just uh, had a good day at work. Didn't yeah. do a whole lot this weekend. Watched a lot of Below Deck Mediterranean and just blowing through season yeah. five of that. When's so. the season finale? Oh, they're already on season seven. Oh, okay. So, so I'm just, we're just catching up on old streaming, seasons. Streaming, huh? Yeah. Yeah, just streaming it. But yeah, we uh, finished Below Deck Down Under. Yeah. And uh, Below Deck Sailing, you got the uh, new seasons of that. So catching up on old stuff. Do you take a break for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner? No, not really. Okay. Yeah. 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 You got to power right through it. Yeah, you just got to get right through it. You know, it's a brain dump. You know, I'm trying to get her into Jersey Shore next. I told oh. her it's kind of like below deck, but with accents and just on the beach. Nice. <laughs> with yeah. more assholes. What about like Hump Island or whatever, like one of those Fox shows that they used to <laughs> Temptation have? Island. Temptation <laughs> Island. Yeah. I can't do it, man. <laughs> oh, man, you could do it. Oh, God. That's a lot. That's a lot of that's a lot of brain dump. But what have you been up to? Uh, I don't know. Um not my oh did played a little tennis nice um on saturday took the well didn't really take the boat out kind of relaxed played some tennis did my 10 mile run on sunday oh did a whole bunch of others sunday was like wild um nonstop so nothing too exciting just cleaning houses and yeah so we, hustling for money, man. Yeah, doing the side gigs. Yeah, doing my side side gigs. <laughs> your second, second, second job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's, that's sleeping money, man. That's money that comes in while you're sleeping. So that's good stuff. Yeah, except for the couple hours I have to go clean and yeah. do laundry and change, <laughs> like deal with good reviews, bad reviews, uh, dog hair everywhere. Yeah. Uh, had renters last week. Checked out Thursday. Checked out Wednesday and had someone checking in Thursday. I went over to Queen and there's dog hair floating around. Oh. It was everywhere. And they were there for like four or five days with their two dogs. And yeah. So that's always fun to clean. I'd vacuum like three times. Oh, yeah. And then uh, luckily the last renters were Thursday, checked out Saturday. So when I went to Queen Saturday, everything was pretty good. Just had to do laundry. And, so I'm cheap. I do it myself. And oh, yeah. Get that cleaning fee for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I got to sure. Yeah, I got to pay myself. Yeah, tax write off. <laughs> yes, right. German cleaning services. <laughs> German cleaning service. That's right. Any company you start, right? You just start, it starts off as German, whatever. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah German custom rods. That was my fishing. German cleaning service. Also, German handyman service uh, because I do all the maintenance <laughs> and uh, repairs at at the rental property. So very efficient, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Deutschland. You know, everybody sees German and they think uh, efficiency and precision. So yeah, even though that's far from who I am. <laughs> yeah. I get. We did a. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about German accents. We did a like a mystery date night, mystery oh, dinner yeah. thing, like murder mystery yeah, dinner. And right. my character was uh, Otto von Schnapps, <laughs> and I got really into it. You know. Yeah. He liked the schnitzel, and you know it's all sausage yeah, to him. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's good times. Yeah. yeah, guten Tag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, I can't wait to. Frau, Frau uh, Jackie enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. What was it? <laughs> Janet Snakehole. <laughs> Parks and Rec throwback. I took four years of German in high school. Did you really? Yeah, I took French. We oui. we. Oui. Mm. I I, I only don't know. I don't remember most most of it. Yeah, but. same thing with German. Like I know a few phrases and some formal. Stuff I used to be able to count like eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, sechs, even all nine, zehn, elf, twelve, dreizehn, thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, I used to be able to count. Zweizig is twenty. Count so, it up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I used to be able to know more, but I forgot most yeah. of it. So let me tell you, when I went to Europe for yeah. like three months, best food I had was in Germany. Really? Yeah. So it was in. I had great food in France and all of that. It was just all hot take. My least favorite food. German. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. They had an open fire. Yeah. And they had this big, oh, dude, I'll have to show you a picture of it, but it was like four levels of meats. And it, mm. they just put it on there and they spin it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. After doing croissants and baguettes and sliced, you know, meats and stuff like yeah. that. And then we get to Germany and they're like, okay, cool. Lamb and fucking sausage and all this yeah, shit. Yeah, I get, yeah. if I went from French food, I, yeah. I'm not a big fan of, I'm not a big fan. I mean, I, Used to love bread, but not so much anymore because mm. it blows me up. But 
Yeah, I would probably maybe put German ahead of French. Yeah. I don't know. My favorite. Uh, what's your. Oh, there we go. I got, yeah, there's a question. Yeah. What's your top five styles of food? Oh, that's tough, man. Or top three, if you. I mean. In no certain order? Yeah. Barbecue. Oh, man. Barbecue. Um, Thai. And uh, Vietnamese, and I say Vietnamese because I love pho. Yeah, yeah, that's my top three. What's what's your top three? I would I'd say Vietnamese is so like probably Vietnamese, Indian, and I would say instead of barbecue, I'm just gonna say brisket because oh, yeah, that's the only yeah. thing in barbecue I get. Um, yeah, and tacos. Yeah. And breakfast. I was ready. And breakfast. Just <laughs> so, subcategory. No, no particular order and just <laughs> random. Like, one is like a type of meat. Another is a, is a, is a time of day meal. Yeah. And then and then, then finally, like, Vietnamese breakfast. And then another is a, is a type of food in the, in a Mexican food culture. So. Yeah. I was debating on throwing Mexican food in there because I, I love Mexican Yeah, food, I don't eat Mexican food as much anymore. That was always my gut, too. <laughs> breakfast. Who are you, Ron Swanson? I love brunettes yeah, and breakfast yeah, food. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. And But, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, my favorite meal is every Sunday after my 10-mile run. <laughs> I go home, and I take, I get a little white potato, mm-hmm. and I shred it and uh, put it on the skillet with oil, mm. make hash browns. Oh, yeah. Then I take them, put them on a side plate on paper towel so I get all the grease out. Then I take three eggs and scramble them, put them in the in the stove with some butter or on the skillet with some butter. Yep. And then then I throw a whole shitload of cheese oh, yeah. and hash brown and then the hash browns back in there and I just like literally whip it all together in about a minute. And get it all. It's just like a gooey, nice. potatoey, eggy mess. Nice. And that's like my favorite meal. Sometimes I'll put that. like green sauce or hot sauce or Tabasco on it. Yeah, you're but, a big fan of the spice. Yeah, but really though, on now lately on that, yeah, I've been putting nothing on it because oh. I just love the oh the flavor of it, the man. flavor yeah. of the mixture there. But like, yeah, that's why I love like Indian food and Vietnamese, uh, just the flavoring. In the spice and flavor. I had some Thai food like two oh, months yeah. ago in your neck of the woods. It was so spicy. It was so good. And I think I got like three. Oh, out that of six was a Thai place you went to. Yeah. You had to tell me that again because yeah, it's I right down the street. It. Yeah. Yeah, it's like right down the street. From, yeah. Yeah. Y'all's place. Yeah. Yeah, we went to a good place uh, last week called Hyde Park over there that was good mm. near Nobi, which is a Clear Lake staple. It's Vietnamese uh, food. And, um, but yeah, I mean, there's Houston's good because. There's so the food culture is amazing because there's so many different different types of restaurants. So yep, it's hard to beat here if you want good food of any kind of food. Um, you can get it at any time of day. And actually, we went to some birthday party yesterday afternoon at some brewery in the Heights, and they had a food truck outside called Homies Food Truck. Homies, and I got the. Uh, it's called like street tater tots or something like that. And it was like fried chicken, tater tots, honey sriracha, queso blanco, uh, onion, black beans, cilantro, 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 uh, and a couple other stuff. Dude, that was fire. Was it? Like, yeah. That's what I like, love that they just throw everything in. Yeah. So good. So yeah, I had flavors. it chopped and screwed. Yeah. Like H-Town style, baby. Nice. <laughs> Didn't put any lean, though, in it. So just had the, uh, no, no, no syrup, syrup. <laughs> it was just uh, <laughs> that, so. Nice. That is uh, Chuck and Mike's Food Corner. Yes. So tune in for Chuck and Mike's Culinary Adventure through Houston in our new podcast. Our, no, I'm just kidding. Our theater chapter coming soon called I'll See You There, except I'll spelled A I S L E, which is great for radio. Yeah. Hey, that'll be just in time. Uh, we got the uh, the Tuts 
Theater Under the Stars lineup oh. coming up, and there's some good um, musicals. There's a, it's a National Lampoon's uh, Broadway Vacation, oh. like like Clark yeah. Griswold. It's the Griswolds, uh, really through New York. Yeah, it's a musical coming to uh, Theater Under the Stars in I'd Houston. Sign up for that. And there's like some other ones, but they're all look pretty good. So yeah. we might have to do a theater corner because yeah, yeah. LA theater. We just I bought tickets to Clue. Yeah, and then Odyssey. The Odyssey's coming, and then uh, Sherlock Holmes. And Is so, the Oead coming too? I don't think so. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the Oead and the Odyssey. Right. Yeah, those usually uh, come in tandem. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you can't do one out the other. Right. Is Don Quixote coming too? Uh, Find the windmills. <laughs> That'd be a good one though. Yeah, I would see it. <laughs> Uh, I was thinking about when you were talking about theater the other day. Yeah. We used to go, so we'd go to Stages, which is in yeah. Houston. I've uh, been to one play there. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I saw. Production. I'll call it production. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's where we saw, I guess it's a play. Yeah. If it's not a musical, it's a play, right? Gonna, gonna have to look it up if we're gonna do our, yeah. do our Yeah, we gotta learn the terms if we do a theater, yeah. uh, theater corner. <laughs> Upstage, downstage. It, <laughs> yeah. And the other was uh, the Obsidian, which was. Hmm. On uh, White Oak in the Heights, and this now moved oh, like to a different space in downtown, so we haven't been. But um, yeah, it's a. I think people think of Houston as just rednecks and guns and cattle, but we've got good food and good yeah. cultural, uh, good museums. For good, sure. Yeah, I, w- I tend I, to partake in just sports and water recreation. But <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the the play that we just saw that was noir at the LA Theater. One of the actresses, actors, whatever, um, was the dance choreographer for Hamilton on Broadway. Oh, nice. Like, yeah. the actual... Broad- so, it was like, there's some talent in Houston coming through. So, yeah. Lin- Houston is Lin- Lin- far Lin- Mar- uh, Miranda's my next-door neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. But mine's uh, M. Night Shulman. <laughs> <laughs> M. Night Shulman, yeah. yeah. The office people. The office. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Brad Fitt was in the market for a, for a two-bedroom condo in Scranton. Yeah. Hey, the, the word always is so in Clear Lake by our condo. The, the high rise is called the Endeavor that's on Clear Lake. Hmm. We call it the space um, something. I can't say it, but yep, I um, think I got you. The word has always been that Matthew McConaughey has a place in there, but oh. it's never been validated. I've never seen him at the local grocery store, or yeah. I don't think he leaves Austin much except to go work. But yeah, his ranch is out in Beaumont, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's got a ranch out in Beaumont, but pretty soon he'll be living at the governor's mansion. So that's right, <laughs> McConaughey twenty twenty whatever next election is. 2020, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. It's going to be his campaign slogan. I'll vote for him. Oh, I'll vote for him, yeah. I know I would. For me, if you put... He's going to be our Arnold. If you put... He's going to be our Schwarzenegger. If you put... um, (laughs) I'm not the... I'm not going to mention his name because we're not going to talk political. Yeah. But if you put McConaughey up against the R and the D candidates, I would vote for McConaughey over either one of those two. But... Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of Texans would just... Uh, It'd be something different. Plus, he actually ca- seems to care about yeah. people in Texas. Yeah, <laughs> like he yeah, like he moved back to Texas. He like, seems yeah. to care about Texas. He's from Uvalde. He lives in Austin. Yeah. He like gets involved with stuff. Yeah. Did you read his book? Blanca did. She has a hat. She bought a hat for yeah. it, too. Like, it was a green... Green yeah, light or green, green light. Yeah. Yeah, green lights, yeah. Yeah, Dude, she loved it. One of the chapters in his book is like he gets arrested. he got arrested when he was living in Austin. Yeah. He went to a football game. They won. It was some big game. Yeah. Went back to his Wasn't condo. he playing like the bongos naked or something? Yeah, he yeah. was, yeah, and he got arrested naked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's crazy. Yeah. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah. But Well yeah, I think we've had some good discussion and we probably should move on probably. to uh yeah. some T V talk. I think we're fifteen minutes in on just catching up, so yeah, this and, weekend. and we just released a pod on Friday or Saturday yeah. that came out because some technical yeah. difficulties. Technical difficulties. We talked about uh, For All Mankind. Yeah. Yeah. And Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan. Yeah, so we got a special um, additional podcast this week. We wanted to get together and talk about uh, Westworld Season 4, Episode 1. Yep. And we may get to For All Mankind Episode two depends. If not, we'll talk about that later in the week. Yep. But you know, we had 
I was excited for, and I'm sure Mike is excited too, the return of Westworld. Not so much excited. Yeah. <laughs> Not like me. So yeah. I was telling Mike. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> I, pumped. I'm I, pumped. I was sitting in front of the TV with like nothing on, like just staring at the uh, Amazon uh, sc- like fire stick screen. Yeah. And Blanca's like, are you going to watch something? And I'm like. This was 7.50 last night. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm just going to wait till the clock hits 8 to go on to HBO Max so I can start watching Westworld. And she's like, well, you don't put anything on? I was like, no, I don't want to miss the window. Yeah, like, I don't want to get distracted. Yeah, and like <laughs> just staring at the screen. <laughs> and so, yeah, needless to say, I was a little excited. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to talk about that. Um, um, before we get into episode one, I'll just give a little recap. Yeah, please do, yeah. That, so... I think Mike watched a little vignette of the one recap of one through three that HBO had online. I rewatched every episode of season one through three over the past couple of weeks. So yeah, you were prime primed up for this season. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something about, I think the nostalgia of the first season, which seems like it happened, um, million years ago, like 30 years ago. Yeah. It was and, way pre COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I was on when Game of Thrones was on. It was on. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just, 2017. Yeah, but what happened in season one again? Give so, me a little breakdown. Yeah, so we'll give a quick breakdown. So season one basically is we're in the park. You're in Westworld, and you have Dolores, and you have the other characters that you have Anthony Hopkins, who's Ford, and Ford and Arnold created all these. Um, robots, uh, AI, uh, hosts, as they call them, to entertain people, like kind of like an amusement park, a Jurassic Park, but with a host. Except the humans are the, the fucking dinosaurs tearing people apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a reverse. It's yeah. basically so rich people can go <laughs> kill a bunch of motherfuckers yeah. in there, you know, yeah. and do whatever they want. And then, but Ford and Arnold did this before the park opened that they were trying to uh, get the host to basically pass the touring test, achieve consciousness. Uh, they set little things, the maze and different things for the host to try to achieve consciousness. And basically the end of episode or the end of the first season, Dolores is our main character, the rancher's daughter, the kind of OG host ends up, shooting forward and it was his final narrative so to speak of stories that he created in the park and basically letting Dolores achieve consciousness um and then the second we go into the second season where we deal with the fallout of the murder the the basically the whole Delos board Delos is a corporation behind uh behind Westworld and these other parks their board was all there, and so it was basically the host all turned massacred everybody, a lot of the humans there. Uh, and the second season starts dealing with the fallout of that, and with a lot of the board killed. Um, now we see that there's other parks. We got Shogun World. Yes. Um, we've got, is it, uh, like, I don't know what you call it, like, um, British Empire India <laughs> like yeah, with the forgot about that. Bengal Tiger and and you got all these every world the hosts are turning oh, on yeah. uh it's called something else like um yeah imperial is imperial world or yeah, something yeah, yeah. and so you see the characters like now they've got consciousness and the Delos security force is trying to take out all the hosts and there's conflict there and we have some hosts are trying to get to what they're called the sublime, which is a world that's being set up for their consciousness where they have the right to choose and not be kind of slaves to the humans. Uh, you know, we're just kind of breezing through. This is where my favorite episode yeah. was, like uh, a Ketchita, where it's uh, just a, there's a whole episode with um, um, Zach, uh, what's it? The guy Hanzi, mm, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, from Fargo, Zane Cunningham, 
trying to remember his name. I'll remember his name in a second. But I was Zay, uh, Zay McLaren, sorry. And uh, we go through there, and at the end of that season, a lot of the hosts make it through in Sublime, where do we find out Dolores is now has the key is like the only they sent it off somewhere but Dolores has the encryption key yeah yeah so a lot of the hosts are now in there trying to live like a free life where they're not they can create their own story um we have Charlotte Hale who is a Dallas board member who actually gets killed and we see a Dolores um Pearl basically get inside a fake Charlotte Hale body. So now we have what we call what the creator started to call Holoris. So it's <laughs> Hale and Dolores mixed together. We see Holoris, the fake Charlotte Hale, make it off the island with four brain pearls, uh, which you don't know who at, at the end yeah. of season two, who they are. And then, and then you get season three and then, now you have real Dolores, who we call like Dolores Prime. Mm-hmm. You have Holores. You have um, Maeve. You have Bernard. You have Stubbs, who makes it out, who's uh, one of the security guys that you find out in season two that he's really a host and yep. not a real human being. And you have um, Lawrence. Make Lawrence is one of the pearls, which he comes in like one scene in one episode. Yeah, uh, Elazo Lawrence, uh, one of the outlaws from the first season. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, you have Clementine, and you have um, one of the guys from Shogun World. I'm blanking on the name. Yeah. That is a, Dolores is in his body. So you have a lot of characters coming through with Dolores pearls of their own, and Basically, in the human world in season three, you have this thing called Rehoboam. Rehoboam. So this guy, Sirach, and his brother created the this kind of AI that will predict. It doesn't really predict the future. I guess it plans the future. So yeah. it's basically it's glorifying that. Probability. Hu- probably in human, how humans are on their loop, right? And it's like, you know, it follows Caleb, who is, you know... Uh, Jesse Pinkman, or is it Aaron Paul yeah. from Breaking Bad? And he's the human who's basically in this loop that Roboam is, you know, programmed him on. And and there's a lot of backstory with military and what he, you know, kind of the Roboam is planning people based on history, personality, like to do these certain jobs. Mm-hmm. And, and Dolores real Dolores Prime shows him this and kind of uses him as this human, let's say sacrifice, but he doesn't get sacrificed. He lives, but the savior to break the cycle and save the humans out of like their AI loop that Rehoboam is on. So it kind of walks through that story. And now we pick up and, and then the end too. Bernard is like, goes into the sublime and he wakes up post credit scene covered in dust in yeah. a hotel. We don't know what's happened. So, I mean, we just kind of glossing over, but just a quick, um, little ride through. I mean, high level. It's the first two seasons. I think were 10 episodes and season three was eight. So yeah. this is like 28 hours of TV condensed into a <laughs> three minute recap. So yeah. I'm, don't hate me because I didn't get everything, but season one considered a masterpiece among mm-hmm. most people. Season two considered kind of a janky mess, but still pretty good. And season three lost a lot of people yeah. um, and got a lot of people like kind of off the Westworld train. But I enjoyed all three seasons at the yeah. rewatch. Season three made more sense. Um, as I initially watched it, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, probably so. when the whole show arc is over, I think they're trying to do like seven seasons. Once it's done, I will probably go back and watch it from the beginning. Yeah. And, and just see how the whole thing fits. And season three came out 
Mart, I think we may have talked about this in one of the previous podcasts where we were talking about what was coming out this year. Season 3 of Westworld came out, like, the weekend the pandemic started. Yeah. So. I remember we were all hyped about it in the office. Yeah. And we are like, we're so going to watch this. And then COVID hit, and we were like, I was. Yeah. Only thing I'm going to do is watch this. Yeah. yeah. But it was like, we were in, like, this cryptic time of, like, you know, panic and yeah. this. And then this show, season three, comes out. So. um, But, yeah, it leads us into season four and. So, I think, um, you know, it's kind of, it's an interesting, just kind of, I'll pose a question to you here in a second. I was, I find it interesting watching some of these shows now mm-hmm. that have been on hiatus for a long time because of COVID or whatever. Yeah. And I wanted to see if you find that the same thing. Watching Atlanta watching Barry, watching Stranger Things, even Ozark, the first episode back, you're kind of like, wait, was this show good before? Like, or you're like... A thousand percent. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> I liked this first episode, don't get me wrong, and I was so glad I was back and I was, like, hooked the entire time. But it almost seems like everything has taken a downturn maybe it's coming in just to try to recapture the the glory of the mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. but after those layoffs it seems like the first one does, hasn't been hitting no At i totally agree I, I mean i think we even ted lasso episode one season two we were like wait what and then they like it smoothed out right yeah I think that's, I don't know, I think that Barry, we even said that. We were like, uh... Yeah, Barry was like shit the first episode of <laughs> yeah. season three, and then it went gangbusters it after was that. It ama- yeah. yeah, which we didn't talk about the ending of that, but yeah. how we said it was going to end with a performance, and it sure as fuck did. Yeah. With Gene Cousineau. Anyways, yeah, I think I think COVID delaying so much of the stuff in our mind, I don't know if it's like glorified how the earlier seasons were, or the writers just are trying to stay true to the topic and we're just we're like okay we've had three years since then let's yeah we have different perspectives of the world i don't know what it is but i totally agree i think the first episode of new shows that we've been hyped about have been shit yeah and i and this show somewhat i'm just so confused by the first episode yeah but that's westworld right so i don't know if it's i don't know if it's me or if it's the show if if anybody of your casual viewing fan and maybe you don't know about like Jonathan Nolan or Christopher Nolan and think like, this is really confusing. That's every like Nolan movie and show. And and just even the Christopher Nolan, the, you know, Jonathan's brother, Jonathan and Lisa joy are the, the, the EP or the creators of the, the TV show. Yep. And I've watched Inception and Interstellar so many times, and I'm still confused on half oh, of the yeah. stuff, right? So Westworld, there's so many. I mean, you can get kind of some of the basic timeline stuff, but there's, I mean, season one was a little more straightforward because you had two different timelines that were 30 years apart and, the, you know, lead, and I think that was the brilliance of that is you had two concurrent stories with William becoming the man in black yeah. 30 years later. Yeah. And with Dolores realizing it and, you know, it just how that played out. It was beautiful. And that was one of the most coherent Nolan stories that you can see. Generally, every Nolan story that yeah. the brothers put together, movie, TV show, whatever, has three timelines, three stories going at the same time. And Westworld does that yeah. every single season. You know, season one was Dolores and her journey, Bernard and his journey, yeah, and William and his journey. And they were and, all interacting in the entire season with each other across 30 years, and you had no idea. Yeah. Or however long it was, right? Well, and that's kind of like in season two, you had Maeve, mm-hmm. Maeve on a journey, Dolores on her journey, and even Akechita 
the you know you had a whole yeah. Native American timeline in one ep- at least in one episode, but the last couple they're all trying to go to the sublime. Yeah, but you have, I mean, it, not so much as timelines as the timelines didn't really. There is not years timeline, but there's like you see in season two Bernard's perspective. Yeah, change between like weeks, mm-hmm. like you don't know which Bernard is. Is it just right afterwards, or is it weeks later, or it's a lot of different jumping around in the time yeah. continuum? I just think every, at least Westworld, for, because it's a Nolan project, yeah. I just assume that we're going backwards in time. <laughs> no, it and feels like Memento. Have you seen Memento? No, well, that's what another, the Prestige pod where yeah. it said Joanne Robson, that we were talking about that. She said, like, it's almost like parts of it are like bad Memento. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? like season two and three. They're like it was bad momentum. <laughs> yeah, really? We're just gonna play this movie backwards for you. It's just what? Yeah, yeah, and that's what. And so that's a good point to lead into this is mm-hmm. that you know we have multiple possible multiple timelines in this first episode. So we have Dolores. We find that physical Dolores Evan Rachel Wood is now a character called Christina or Chrissy, right? Really cool fucking Murphy bed that you yeah. press a button and, like, it goes right into the closet, or it, right in the wall. The sheets are, like, zippered. Yeah. You, I was like, I saw she, that, and I was like, what? She press a button, and the blinds open. Yeah. Then press another button. It was, button. like, fog glass. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, really cool spot. Yeah. Like, that would be great. It was, it was dope. Yeah. And so we, we go through this whole scenario where we have old... Dolores body playing Chrissy. So we don't know if that's after season three, if that's before season one or during season one and two, we don't know the timeline. No. There's no real, um, cause spoiler, we see Teddy at the end too. And Chrissy silent and yeah. Teddy off himself, but he could have been uploaded in the sublime. So are we in the sublime? Are we, did Dolores, one of the copies of her mind get uploaded in sublime? That's where this is a world that the sublime host created, like just like a copy of human world. Like, cause some human stuff got uh, uploaded the human the books on the humans got uploaded too well it was weird also because like in one of the first shots I think it was it's like she's walking like oh, through the street and yeah. there's like some guys and they're like yeah this is why we come here man it's fucking yeah, crazy this park is wild or yeah, whatever you're just like, like, okay are we in another park what's going on yeah so yeah this could be a park this could be the sublime this could be yeah there's no clue on really yeah. what's going on and yeah. we have Maeve's we find out Maeve has been hiding for seven years. So we assume Maeve has been hiding since the destruction of Rehoboam mm-hmm. and the um, chaos in the world. And we actually get some cool Maeve stuff. Is she like accessing this. memories? I mean, she's, she's like got her hand out. Like she's like accessing them and almost kind of like remotely. <laughs> Did, let me ask you this when, so we're going to probably be jumping around a lot like a Jonathan Nolan. Oh, Christopher sure. Nolan. I so, think in honor of the Nolans. Yeah, in honor of the Nolans, we're not going to go in any particular order oh, of this no. episode. But when Maeve was in the cabin, like conjuring memories, did that make you think of anything or any other show? Harry Potter? No, no I'm kidding. Thanks. I don't know. What? I have a Harry Potter thing in a second. It, uh, <laughs> It made me think of, like, uh, I was calling her uh, Malevin, like, after Eleven oh, and Stranger yeah. Things, because she was, like, I was kept, I was expecting her, like, a little, <laughs> nose, nose, to bleed. little nose to bleed. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was literally waiting for her nose to bleed. That's funny. And I think I may have shouted, Malevin. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I kept thinking Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, also, when you mentioned Harry Potter on the this show we're watching called God's Favorite Idiot mm-hmm. on Netflix, which Melissa McCartney and Bed Falcone. I actually already watched all eight. It's like real easy, fun <laughs> watch. They're like, it, without going into the detail of it, there's like, it's about like battle of heaven and hell and God and Satan. 
and one of the angels like yeah harry potter the like the house so like the devil can't get in so like they're like they put a spell like so the or they cut they kept they every time they they harry potter something <laughs> they keep saying it. so when you said harry potter I thought of that. awesome. but yeah so mave is like conjuring memories mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then what you know i get she drives in like so like a 60s pa- ford yeah she drives in like a, you know we're like in like 2080 and yeah. she's driving like a 1980 truck or something it's like that year old truck. Yeah, yeah it's like how's this running is mave a good mechanic or what but we see mave as affinity for old american cars throughout yeah. the show or just this one show not in the history of anything <laughs> of westworld um but yeah, we she blows the power and goes into town to Woody's Goodies is the name of the store. I did not that notice his name of the you store. You didn't notice it? I did not. I read it at that like as soon as I saw it, I'm like, Woody's Goodies. <laughs> and um you know, she's like, Hey, your friends are looking for you. Mm-hmm. The, the guy at the store and so Maeve's like, Let me let me buy this axe from you. Yeah. Well I'm <laughs> while I'm here, put this on my tab. Yeah. yeah. And she drives her lat ass truck back there like no one's gonna hear her go up to the house. Yeah. But you find out these guys are trying to kill her, and she knows that, and she Jimmy rigs the truck to go, and then she starts sniping people, and then there's a really great scene where she acts the guy. It was a little brutal. But she takes the guy, she chops his head off, <laughs> and uh, it's a host. They're yeah. hosts, so it's not a real person. Yeah, she's like, close your eyes. <laughs> yeah. But, she, but then she takes his head and then she opens it up and plugs into his port. Like, oh, did she really? Oh, you didn't. See oh, I, got, I must have got distracted when that happened. Yeah, yeah so she, I saw her throw his head in the sink. Yeah, and then the next thing I know, she was like, burnt, she like started. Oh, fire yeah, the you missed the I whole. Missed that. Yeah, yeah. So she basically gets it out of the sink, takes the aux cord, plugs it into her arm, and then starts having memories and sees. She could see the last guy, the, all his thoughts. Oh. And so she sees who sent him. It was William. Oh, shit. Yeah. It, well, uh, um, Man in Black. Robot Man in Black. Oh, right, yeah, right, right. Because yeah, yeah, he's a robot. This is seven years from there where we find out that he was, yeah, Holorous had Robot William murder real William. Yeah. Or at least has him hold up somewhere if he didn't murder him. But yeah. after he broke out of the psych ward, yeah. then I had him murder Yeah, that was in yeah. season three, too. That was yeah. so bonkers. Uh, yeah. So. Still yeah. confusing there. I did but. not see that part. Okay. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. Yeah. Episode. So she knows Williams and after, after that. That makes and, sense. Because, yeah, she uh, says something later, and I'm like, she says he's at it again. I don't know who this he is. Yeah. That would make sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyways. So, yeah. So she chopped his head, and then she, like, torched the cabin. Yeah. And now she's like, well, got to go back to civilization. Yeah. And off she goes, and. Yeah, we see in her thing, we see her go to Caleb, and in this time on Caleb, or well, timeline, future, <laughs> whatever. Caleb has a daughter named Stuff for all mankind yet. Named Frankie, and his wife—I forget her name. He has a wife and daughter. I saw some Reddit theories that maybe that was really Francis's daughter, who was his partner in well, that would make sense. season three. Yeah, and you know the one he killed. Mm-hmm. Well, he thought that died in war, but ended up he killed when you find out what really happened. Yep. So. Unless he named it Frankie after Francis, who was his friend that he killed. So there's some confusion on, like, if that's real, are they host robots in this future? Um, but, yeah, and his daughter goes outside, and, like, there's a milkman. The the Actually, the guy that's trying, that tries to shoot the daughter was in season one. Like one of the hosts that glitched and just oh, kept yeah. drinking milk. Yeah, yeah. So that guy is somehow in season four. Yeah, because she said his name, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that guy sounded familiar." Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, Maeve comes in from the just back and just katana's him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my notes like Maeve katana, a freak that's trying to kill Caleb's daughter. Um, There's nothing to worry about, Bear Bear. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, you know, like, oh, it's just a raccoon. Hello. Yeah. And, like, that guy looked like, <laughs> hello, curly, curly, hello, Is Clarice. your dad home? Yeah. God. That, that guy also looked like um, one from Stranger Things, too. Yeah, he did, yeah. I'm like, what's one doing here? Eleven's already been in this episode. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Caleb's live, trying to live the normal life, I guess, yeah. in like building maintenance. Or yeah, because after the after the AI one could put like Americans got real jobs again. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> they're like construction workers. Yeah. yeah, he's pretty paranoid, and his I guess wife is like, uh, the war's over, and then. Maeve shows up and she's like, oh, I guess the war isn't over. And he's like, yeah, I got to go do my thing. Yeah, I have my notes that Caleb, like, was becoming a QAnon person. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> all this conspiracies, or that's what his wife was thinking. And he's like, now, like, oh, yeah, the war is not. She's like, oh, I guess the war is not over. And he's like, I'll, I got to go take care of this thing. See you later. I told you that Buffalo Head was a deal at 80% off. Good <laughs> <laughs> resist. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, that's so when Maeve, like, is, like, he gets his buddies back together, and he's like, we're going back to war. And Maeve is like, yep, he's at it again. And that's when I was like, who the fuck is he? Yeah. Like, so that makes sense. It's Maeve. And Maeve's, like, in a Land Rover now or something from yeah. Isuzu Future, Rodeo. Or, version of the Bronco or whatever, yeah. No, it's a, it was an old, dusty, like, it, it was, like, an, it was, like, a 2000 <laughs> version of, like, oh. of some kind of SUV. Like, she really loves her old cars. Um so we see Maeve, Maeve and Caleb. We think is maybe in the current timeline, seven years after yeah. the chaos in of, the real world post war. Which yeah. I love that it was a war. They they fought against the hosts, <laughs> and because they were like, if when they were on the like skyscraper of the roof, he's yeah. like, if it wasn't for the war, it'd be robots up here doing this work. And it's like, but hey. robots were already there doing the work. Yeah, yeah. So they were. Remember in the. Season three, Caleb was had his yeah he was working with a robot. Work partner was a robot. Yeah. All the other ones were robots except for him. Yeah. So they had this war. Yeah. And then they won. But anyways, so yeah, I'm thinking they're in like the current seven eight years post the fall yeah. of Westworld, right? Yeah. Or Delios. And so that leaves us then to we haven't even talked about the beginning. Yeah, the Man in Black. And yeah. apparently the Hoover Dam is a private owned institution now. And that's it's the Hoover Dam is a data storage center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just infinite water power for like storage and cooling. Yeah. And, and a, now it's a fucking server farm. Yeah, it's a server farm for all Adela well the stuff that I guess Insight and Halora stole from yeah. William, right? I assume or no, it's I assume it's the sublime. Not, I think it's the Sublime as well. That's yeah. where, and yeah. that's so. Like in the Sublime is also all of like the. It's the human data, yeah, right? Yeah. Right, right, and that's why he's after it for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and that was a that was a. I thought it was a good opening scene because it's it's. We don't know what time period this is. Yeah. Either, but we know we're pretty. We're sure assuming it's, it's the Sublime on the server, all of that shit. Yeah, right? but this could be pre Westworld. Yeah, it or, could or, be or pre the fall of Westworld. It could it could be also way in the future. Yeah, true. And this also, I'm thinking it's robot um, William yeah. on behalf of Haloris, who's yeah. trying to get back all the data for the Sublime and the human data. Yeah. And so apparently the cartel owns the Hoover Dam. And I thought it was great, like he that it like the opening is like the cartel guy he's yeah. getting dressed in his like swanky ass house, yeah. and it's overlooking Las Vegas. So to me, it was like okay, the cartel now owns Vegas. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't be too far off from the mob owning Vegas. No, the, not far off. You know, no. in the old times. Yeah, if so. the Hoover Dam is for sale, then Vegas is for sale. <laughs> Everything's for sale. Yeah, yeah. So he like so apparently like this guy works for the cartel who works out of the Hoover Dam, and that's when the Man of Black goes to see him, and he's like, <laughs> I want to buy the whole thing. Yeah, There's data on here that I wanted to stay here forever, nobody to touch it, it's encrypted, I can't do anything with it, I'll buy the whole place. And the guy's like, yeah, it's not for sale. Mm-hmm. And he's like, either you sell it to me for this price, or tomorrow you give it to me for free. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then that's when, like, Ed Harris is like, manana then. Yeah, that was cool. He's like, manana. It's yeah. like, yeah. You know, it's about to pop off. <laughs> yeah. And that's when um, then we see, like, the guy goes back home, the cartel guy. Yeah. And then, like, there's, like, flies in his closet. Yeah. And then there's, like, a swarm of them on the ceiling. And the next thing you know, he, like, wakes up on the floor and then goes back into work. And he looks a little shitty. Yeah. Like he just had a couple of tequilas. And then he's like, he just like, 
Was he just like stab his boss or something? I don't remember what he says. Yeah, he, he says something. He stabs everybody. Oh yeah, he was like he, he was like he said. Yesterday he would pay. Yeah, but today we will give it to him for free. And the yeah. guy just starts laughing, and the next thing you know, he's like stabbing. Yeah, him. yeah. I kept. I was expecting to say these violent delights. <laughs> right? Yeah, for real. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think the significance of the flies are? Because only I mean the thing that I related was in season one when. Uh, basically saying the host didn't hurt living things. And then you start to see Dolores's change because a fly lands on her face hmm. and she slaps it and kills it. And that's kind of the first evidence of the host killing a human, uh, killing a living being because they don't kill living beings because they're programmed not to. But Dolores so, kills a fly back in Westworld season one. That begs the question, is that actually a living thing? Because I think they're... These are host Ro- flies, robots. Yeah, robot flies. Little... Yeah, because I think in the in like the teaser for the next episode, yeah, it shows somebody else getting a fly and it like goes up like in their, their eye, yeah. in their eye, and yeah. that's how like that cartel guy got controlled. Like it went into his brain and oh, like yeah, yeah. ate his brain. I don't know what. And then like she, they could control it right because he was a human, and now they have I don't know something. I'm assuming it's something like that. And so it. So now we're gonna start website like the guy with the birds aren't real. <laughs> Mosquitoes aren't real, man. Yeah, yeah. Flies aren't real, man. It's all robots. Yeah. It's so all... I, I think they're robots, and I think there's probably something Delios has had. Delos, yeah. whatever. And like now, because Hale, right? Dolores Hale, whatever. Dolores is. Uh, I think she has those and can use them to her advantage. Because they remember they had like an arsenal of shit that she used in season three. Yeah. And I think this is one that they have that she didn't utilize yet yeah we know that holoris at delos has like some like underground lab where they're also where she made william and they're have some poor uh pearl stored because she also had hectares and she crushes hectares yeah. in season three basically killing hector for good um so yeah she's got they're developing all kinds of things yeah so, um, and then the other thing we uh, we didn't touch on the Dolores. So, you know, you had a good point. You were telling me before the show. We don't know where Dolores is. Yeah. Um, there's a conversation she has on a date with like some like crypto finance douche bro. Yeah. That within two seconds you're like, oh, this is awful. Um. But she brings up NPC, non-playable character. So yeah. what's your your thoughts you were telling me about that? Yeah, my thought was, right, she's this writer for a video game company. And she's being, like, stalked by some guy who, like, accuses her of, like, Peter. Peter of, like, fucking up his yeah. life somehow. But So she's, like, this writer for a video game company doing NPCs, non-playable characters. And my theory somehow is, like, this is pre-Westworld, like, development of Westworld. And she is a writer for a company that gets bought out or is a subsidiary of Delos, Delios, whatever. Yeah, and Delos. Delos. Yeah. And she gets remade in honor of her as Dolores because she was such a found, you know, foundational member of the development of yeah. Westworld or the, the idea of Westworld that they created Dolores in her likeness. And she maybe had a stalker or future boyfriend or whatever yeah. who was Teddy. Yeah, so that's I think that's an interesting point cuz like we don't know when this timeline is. And she's creating all these stories like even she's like which is really cool how like they vis- were visualizing, you know, she's a content creator or whatever and it's like, okay, give me a girl yeah. that's... And it's just like this 3D visualization of what they're saying. Yeah. And it was like, uh, maybe in the West and her dad is there. And you're like, holy shit, she's creating Dolores. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, it's either Dolores has these memories that are now coming back through, like... Because it... If the episode title is called The Auguries. Remember, like, the, the, reveries. Rever- the, yeah. the reveries where they started to remember things, like, in Ford, or Arnold, they gave them the reveries where they started to remember things from their past. Um, so I don't, I didn't look up what auguries means, 
It is. It could be something like she's remembering stuff from her past, or maybe Augury is different. She's creating Dolores, and like you said, I think your theory is um, is pretty. Could be pretty valid. Auguries, signs of what will happen in the future, omens. So so even more confusing. Well, but the signs of what happen in the future. She's talking about. A she girl wants, with her father, and yeah. So is that? It could be she's like working for, you know, this video game company or yeah. whatever. Because like the and end, she's like, I want it to be a happy story where well, I find a happy ending. So maybe I mean because you know that, um, you know, maybe Arnold, which is, you know, becomes Bernard, but yeah. the real Arnold was what Bernard looks like that Ford. They created or whatever for Dolores oh, totally. created. Yeah. So maybe maybe Arnold like in the development of that he works for this company too, and we'll see like a younger Jeffrey Wright because Evan Rachel Wood looks younger and skinnier mm-hmm. and everything in this too. Yeah. So maybe that's a younger, and we're gonna see a younger Jeffrey Wright in there. It's like kind of like how they develop the the content, and then Ford comes along, and you know. I think we saw a photo of Arnold, and it was like. Exactly how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Bernard. So I think you're right. I think maybe what if what if Christina is the first person who was cataloged, like the rest of the humans were in the park. Yeah, she volunteers, and yeah, so maybe I don't know, but there's I I totally think that I'm with you. I think that timeline of her in this New York downtown setting is pre Westworld. I think that makes sense because it just seems. Because we already know that, like, even in Westworld 1, we're still, like, way in the future from, I think we're, like, 2050 or something. I mean, we're, it's not like we're in, like, 1995. No, yeah, yeah. So, it's still, even, yeah, it's still 2030. And even yeah. in, like, let's say, For All Mankind, their 1995 timeline is way advanced compared to ours from yeah. a technology perspective. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we don't know. That's a confusing thing on these. We don't know. And I'm sure during the season we'll figure this out, but one out of eight episodes, yeah. it's hard to tell. She will probably be dating Teddy, and then they will, like, she will meet Arnold. I think that like, makes sense because we see at the end that Teddy is, like, outside of her, or, like, staring. Yeah, he's know, down on the street. In the street. Looking up. But the only thing is, like, Someone drew a maze, like, on the maze from season one on her patio. When she's out on the, she goes to check on the terrace, someone drew a maze on her patio. And we think it's a stalker, Peter, but it could be Teddy. So is this, are we in the sublime? And they're trying, Teddy's trying to get Dolores to realize, Christina, that she's Dolores. But is it another, or it's like, another park and it's it the maze is running in a different park with good with chrissy who's a copy maybe they're carbon copying some dolores's and some of the other parks but it's yeah, like that it could guy, be fucking anything it could be anything <laughs> that guy attacked her and then her savior like stopped him that and was then teddy she, too yeah it was teddy yeah. but she looks up and they're like fucking gone yeah it, what yeah yeah and then that guy like jumps off the building because she, he thinks it's I, like a fucking my story. Note, my notes is like, hey, Peter doesn't fly. Yeah. <laughs> Birds aren't real. Oh, Peter. look, we're flying. Look, he's flying. Look, he's flying. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got a lot of things to live for, yeah. like a nice can of cola. And, yeah. Oh, look, he's flying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, this whole, I was so confused watching it. I mean, I think I was talking to you while I was watching it, and I was like, I don't understand anything that's going on. I'm more confused now after we've talked more about it there, because everybody, we both interpreted different things differently, and both of them could be true. Classic classic Nolan boys. Yeah, this is Westworld. This is why we watch. Yep. Because it's almost, it's fun. It's funny because I talked about God's favorite idiot that's on Netflix. And and we talked about NPC, like, which movie Free Guy, uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds plays an NPC. Yep. The fun part about those kind of shows and movies is that 
they're just fun and you don't have to think about it. So like this Westworld, I was watching it also on Reddit, reading Reddit for like two hours afterwards, posting stuff on Reddit, thinking about the episode today. Now we're talking about it where I watched eight episodes of God's Favorite Idiot. <laughs> yeah. Didn't think about it once as soon as the episode was yeah. over. <laughs> On to the next. Yeah. yeah. And then when I done watching, I was like, oh, yeah, I just watched that last weekend. Like, oh, wait, did we watch this already? Because it's just, it's just like, yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where the season goes. The only thing I was really disappointed is, like, no Jeffrey Wright. No Bernard. I was like on Reddit yeah. going, where's Bernard? So, yeah, not you yet. Know, post-credit scene, he wakes up from the sublime in a dusty hotel room, motel room. Nothing. I mean, we obviously, we know from the trailer he's back yeah. somewhere yeah. in some regards. Also, did Stubbs make it out of the bathtub at the end of season three? So, yeah. still you know, a lot of... You know, he's a Hemsworth. So, on one of the podcasts I listened to, they were like, rank your Hemsworth and <laughs> and so actually they ranked uh him as the number one Hemsworth really yeah, yeah. oh my gosh it's awesome. over Thor and uh <laughs> and the other one yeah, yeah. the other one so yeah. but over, yeah over Black Hat yeah 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 Thor Spiderhead and Black Hat dude did you watch Spiderhead no I we won't talk it. about it that yeah. much but like amazing concept of a TV show I heard it was it was a movie no? yeah, it was, yeah, oh, yeah it was a movie yeah 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 I, uh, we just watched it we watched it over this weekend yeah, yeah. Chris Ryan on the watch talked about it uh, that was they did some movie draft of stuff that didn't come out yet where they put money on things and he had like 500 and something dollars on like that from last year oh my gosh yeah yeah and yeah it was funny listening that the, uh, him and Sean Fennessy did a podcast about Spiderhead. Nice. And I listened to the whole thing and I haven't even watched the movie yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a pharmaceutical island of Dr. Moreau. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it you'll looks, like it. You'll yeah, like it. it looks good. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean that's kind of we were jumping around over Westworld at one, so get used to it, folks. It's the way the show is. Yeah. Not our show, Westworld. Yeah. <laughs> our show from time to time. Yeah, we time we time take some tangents. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, um, any, any final thoughts? Nope. I know I'm excited for the season. So I did watch the, um, you know, the extended, like what happens next, uh, on HBO afterwards. And then, so I can't wait for next week. So we'll probably try to do a every Monday recap after like our fresh Sunday night watch. So totally. Um, I guess like, real quick, we don't spend too much time on For Mankind, but we watched For All Mankind episode three. Yep. All in. All in. Thoughts? I'm, I'm tempering my answer. We already talked about this earlier. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's just give your first take and then let's save it for Wednesdays. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, I'll do. We'll do more recap on Wednesday. But just as a final thought, before we talk about this, it could have been a five-minute episode. Totally, totally. And the last five minutes of the episode are really great. Yeah. And all, there should have been a special announcement that said tonight's episode will only be five minutes. <laughs> you will love it, and this will be some of the best five minutes of the season. Yep. And ignore the other 50 minutes that we just made you watch. <laughs> that could have been the fucking trailer for the TV show. And then you could have just yeah. skipped all the other shit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll wax more poetically about this yeah. uh, when we release on Friday. Uh, <laughs> there are some really cringy <sighs> parts of this episode. But yeah. we will save it so we can dissect it because... <laughs> We have a lot of thoughts. It's, sorry, just the one part in it, Joel Kinnaman, right, Ed Baldwin, yeah. is like, is on the Polaris that are like, oh, everything's going to be automated. And he's like, oh, oh I need yeah. control of yeah. this thing. And all I can think of in House of Cards, he like loses it on an airplane because he was a pilot. Yeah. And he's like telling the pilot, he's like a presidential candidate. He's like telling the pilot, he's like, flip me those motherfucking controls. And that's <laughs> all I can think of in this episode was, yeah. it's just him playing that same 97-year-old uh, <laughs> yeah. Ed Baldwin 
in the future, yeah. Ed, try, Ed, who has a Tinder license to drive a Tinder boat, is trying to drive a fucking cruise ship. He's trying to drive Avenue 5. That's literally what he's trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> Which the computer drives everything in that. We know that. You haven't seen Avenue 5. I rest. I rest. Yeah, so. Yeah. Let's do, let's, uh, on our Friday release, we're going to talk about For All Mankind Episode 3. Yep. And then we can talk about Spiderhead. Yeah. I'm going to watch Spiderhead, watch and we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. So if you're listening to this, watch Spiderhead. Come join us uh, next or on Friday. So Yep. Yeah, thanks for joining, everybody. Be sure to follow us on uh, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, hell, anywhere you watch, you know, watch anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, you. And uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Can We Kick It Pod. You know, you can go to our website, kickingitmedia.com. You can send us emails at kicking it, uh, Can We Kick It Pod One at gmail.com. Ah. <sighs>